Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I have a cousin who's just a few years younger than me. He grew up in a parsonage, his dad now being a retired Lutheran pastor. He and his two sisters became teachers, and he taught in public high school until he and his wife began having a family. And then they decided that he would stay home with, the, with his daughters while his wife continued to work. It allowed him to focus on two things that he loved very much, his music and his motorcycle. As the girls got older and began school, he began to volunteer his time at his church, working especially in that area of music. My cousin developed a melanoma. His parents and family began to pray for him. His church and many prayer chains across the country began to pray for him. God healed him. And that experience affected not only my cousin and his family, but many other people as well. My cousin changed his lifestyle. He became more cautious of the time that he spent in the sun, especially when he was riding his motorcycle. He shaved his head so that any reoccurrence could be readily seen. But he and his family also became more involved in their congregation. They took a number of mission trips together, and he became music and worship director at his church. When his parents retired, they moved so that they could live closer. About 10 years after being cancer-free, and that's a good number, the cancer came back with a vengeance. My cousin submitted to every test and treatment possible. The family and the churches once again prayed for healing. My cousin's blog reached thousands of people with a message of hope and encouragement for those in difficult times, always with a touch of my cousin's special humor. The bikers that he got to know as he was riding held a benefit ride for him in his name, for melanoma research and awareness, a ride that drew thousands of people and media coverage and that will continue to be held as an annual event. Many people prayed, Lord, if you are willing, we know that you are able to grant your healing. My cousin passed away last June at the age of 49. He continued to lead the music and worship in his church right up to the end. He got to see his oldest daughter graduate from high school. But there was so much more he wanted to see and do with his family and for his, for his Lord. And yet, even in his death, his faith had an effect on so many people. When our prayers are not answered the way we want them to be answered, 
Is it because God is not willing? For certainly we know he is able. Or is it doubt or wavering on our part? A lack of faith, maybe. Because of the variant manuscripts, variant readings in the manuscripts of our texts, scholars debate whether Jesus had compassion, or as our translation, pity, or as some of the other manuscripts read, he had indignation for the leper. And if he had contempt and indignation, possibly because the lepers doubting that Jesus really wanted to heal. With this line of reasoning, if Jesus most certainly is willing and desires to bless us, then the reason for unanswered prayer must lie with us because of our weak faith or doubting. How many times do we get into that way of thinking. Either God is not willing or my faith is not strong enough. It happens when we see loved ones suffering and dying around us. It happens when we face financial struggles and difficulties. It happens when we fear that there will not be a vicarage or internship or call assignment for us. It happens when we are faithfully serving in ministry and our elders fail to support us and the church leadership turns against us. There are times when we feel like Job. There are times when we feel not only that God doesn't hear us, but that He doesn't care. Either He is not willing or my faith isn't strong enough. But God is so much bigger than the box that we want to put him in. As Lutherans, we're good at identifying the both-and dynamic of so many paradoxes. But sometimes we need to address the neither-nor of the options that there may be other options that we're not considering. God does use the events of our lives to help us and others grow in our faith. And God does love us beyond what we can measure or even understand. But God does not promise to answer our prayers in the way we want Him to. In His infinite wisdom, He always answers our prayers in the way that's best for us. When we're in the middle of a difficult situation, feeling like Job, let's also have the confident faith that Job had. Yes, he questioned God, but he trusted God. God put a hedge of protection around Job allowing Satan to only go so far. And God cares for us as well and protects us. That hedge of protection for Job did not allow Satan to take Job's life. 
But even if we lose our life, we have the promise of eternal life. Life with Jesus in heaven that no one can take away. When God does not answer our prayers in the way that we think he should, it's not because he is not willing, but because he knows what is best. He does answer, even if his answer is no or not yet. Corrie ten Boom uses this illustration in her writing. God is at work in our lives like an artist weaving a tapestry. We see the underside with all the knots and the threads crisscrossing in seemingly meaningless fashion. But God sees the whole picture, the masterpiece, the beautiful work of art that he is shaping out of our lives. When we feel that God is far away, we trust his word and promise and not our feelings. When our prayers are not answered as we wish, we keep praying with persistence, but we pray, thy will be done. Whatever circumstance we face, we do not face alone. Our Lord is with us to strengthen us and bring even good out of bad. When a loved one dies or we face death, we recognize that death is not the final answer, that Christ has overcome death and turned death into our final total healing in heaven. Jesus knows what we go through when we face these struggles in our lives. He also prayed, Father, if you are willing, you are able to take this cup from me. And he had no doubt that his father could do that. But God was not willing. For our sakes, because of his great compassion for us, Jesus willingly submitted to the will of his father because he loves us that much. He submitted to being rejected by his Father because of our sins. He felt that God was far away, that he was totally abandoned because he really was for us. And yet through it all, he committed himself to his Father's care. He placed himself into his Father's hands. When we do not understand the circumstances of our life, may we always turn to the one who does understand, who knows and cares, who will never leave us or forsake us, who will be with us to the end. Amen. And now the peace of God that is beyond all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.